Hello, and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. Today's chat is sponsored by The Radical Entrepreneur. Rebecca Radice and I have been dreaming of partnering together to build experiences like masterminds and retreats for and with soul-centered, high-performance entrepreneurs. So we launched a self-paced online coaching program called Radical Mastery that will host oodles of our coaching content created over the years working with, speaking to, and training thousands of business owners. If you're an entrepreneur looking to grow your business from the six figures into the seven and eight figures, and you're more than ready to live life on your own terms, confidently saying no when you need to, so you have more time to say yes when you want to, join us over on the radicalentrepreneur.com. We've got lots of details there on how to help you find your focus, ditch the senseless hustle, and put together a plan and process to get you to that dream life and business. Be sure to click on the button to visit the Academy and download one of the free courses to get to know us better. All right, on today's episode, I'm chatting with one of my radically divine power women. So without further ado, here we go. Hello, hello. This is Power Chat number two. Woohoo! This is so exciting. I love it. So as everybody knows, we have Leslie Lambert in the room, and we are going to be chatting about some of the coolest things in her world. Uh, before we get into the conversation, let me share with you a little about Leslie. She is a 29-year veteran in the real estate space. She's worked in just about every facet of the industry and is currently with Park Square Realty in Westfield, Massachusetts. She is a self-proclaimed real estate geek girl, actually one of the founders of the Twitter Queens, which we'll talk about. And she's a lover of all things social media, prides herself in her use of social media and internet marketing in her real estate business. So we will be getting a tip from the Twitter Queen later on. <laughs> Uh, she's the mother of two beautiful teenage girls, which many of us have heard fun stories and great shares over the years in the group. She loves them dearly, but uh, they may cost her her sanity. Can I hear an amen from the moms of teenage girls out there? Uh, she loves to be busy, and when she's not working on real estate, she enjoys all sorts of fabulous things that we're going to talk about during our Soul Tank time. So welcome, Leslie. Woo! Yay! So happy to be here. I love it. So, so give us a... Twenty-nine years in real estate. Kind of give us the, I don't know, the eleven thousand foot level of all the different things you've done in this space. So my mom was my first broker. She owned a small, uh, privately owned company that she started when I was a teenager, and so I was like her unpaid assistant. And then um, I got my license right at eighteen to help pay my way through college. And when I graduated uh, with my degree, I wanted to do public relations and marketing, but uh, the jobs were, it was the early nineties and it wasn't good. So I stayed <laughs> in real estate and one thing led to another. And uh, currently I am an agent, um, but I've been an office manager, a trainer, a mentor, um, teacher of uh, RPR and EPRO programs. Um, so, you know, I've done, I've done a lot. I'm really enjoying being back on the agent side at this point in my life right now. So it's been a, like a cool full circle. That's awesome. You know, in the, for everybody who's watching that's in the real estate space, 
uh, there, all the mucky mucks, all the leaders are in Chicago at the summit. And there was actually some really interesting conversations about RPR, uh, not only at the summit, but in the interview that Bob did with Andrew over at Real Scout. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd love to see him do some cool stuff with that because it really is a neat tool. And I love RPR. I'm a fan. I, I bet. I, I mean, honestly, if I were an agent, I would be using that as a differentiator because it's super underused. It really is. It really, really is. I completely agree. Oh, I see that Lisa's in the house. Hi, Lisa. Okay, so you've done training, you've done mentoring, which of course we all love to talk about in the group. Uh, real estate, being a real estate agent is your favorite. Are you actually the broker or are you full nope. sales? Oh. I'm a salesperson. Ah. I'm a complete, yeah, I'm an independent contractor and I work for a private um, non-franchise small well it's like there's less than 50 of us at two locations um, and I love it it's a great fit because the um, mom retired and offered me the business but my girls were little and I knew from having run her business for so long that I couldn't be home with the girls when I wanted to be and run the company right so I you know I thanked her greatly for the wonderful generous offer but I declined it and went straight to this other to Park Square um, because I'd been working alongside of them for about 15 years at that point, And I knew that they had the same ethics and, and um, culture that my mom and I had created. So it was a good fit. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the freedom, there is a whole lot of liability and crazy that comes with owning a brokerage. So, so. <laughs> yeah. you know, and I never say never, but at this point in my life, it's like, no. Nope, this is the perfect thing. They let me do, you know, because they're not franchised, we don't have all the rules that some of the franchise companies have. And so they let me play around with my technology and um, they, you know, basically they leave me alone to do the things the way I want to do them, which is how I like it. I love <laughs> it. Way. That's how I like it. That's Everybody like listen it. up. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the, your three favorite words to describe you. Yes. So I think I said, I know I said tenacious is one and that's a work one. Well, I guess it's in general, but I, I say I'm like a, I'm like a little terrier with a chew toy when I've got a problem. I won't give, I won't give up on it until we get to the bottom. Um, I and I said, silly, which I am, if you ask my pre previously mentioned teenage daughters, I might be silly, but not funny in their opinion. I think I'm hysterical, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> My sister and I have the same sense of humor, and we may be the only two people that find each other funny at times. But, um, and I what was the third one that I gave you? Compassionate. Oh, yes. I love that. I mean, I think all your words are so well rounded. I love it. I love it. So, what, what is, what's tugging on your compassion right now? Oh, so many things. You know, personally, I've got, friends that nobody on this chat would know that are going through some serious losses. And so, you know, just heart reaching out to them and stuff in the world that we're all dealing with now. And, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to, to sometimes to keep it all in scope, I guess is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. What my, my oldest niece is incredibly compassionate. I mean, it's, for everything and everyone, bugs, humans, I mean, the planet, you name it. She just has this heart. And I, I often, I often have a concern that it's, she's so open, right? That there's this, because when you're compassionate, you have this, 
it's it's a tenderness, right? That I that I as her auntie, I want to protect it. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, would the world just slow down with all the crazy so she can recover for a minute? I know. It so does I, feel like that a little bit. I was I was more that way when I was young. I've gotten better at I don't want to say shielding myself because I still feel the feels. Mm-hmm. But I I think I've gotten better at monitoring how deep I'm willing to go, depending yeah. on what's happening. Cause you know, you do have to being compassionate is one thing, but you got to be functional too. <laughs> so. so true. So true. Do you have, do you have a, a, something that you do to like keep you on the straight? Like, do you have a, an alert, a trigger that you're like, Oh, I'm going too far down this. Or is it like any, any tips in other words? Maybe I, that do, I, can even share I do a that. lot of meditating oh, <laughs> um, because my, my life is pretty stressful anyway. And then if I'm taking on the compassion for what people's going through, sometimes it can, you know, between the stress of what I'm going through, the worries that I have for my clients, the feelings I'm having for what's going on for people around me. I sometimes I just need to reboot and meditation really helps me to get centered again and be ready to hit the ground running. That's so great. You know, I think that again, self-care, we talk about that a lot as women about how we know we need to do it more. Yes. I, I don't think I've had a conversation with somebody who's like, I spend too much time doing self-care. I meditate too long, you know? No. <laughs> so I think it's encouraging, you know, it's encouraging when we can hear, you know, each other that we're actually taking that time and taking care of ourselves. Okay. So let's move to the next question, which is how do you live your purpose out loud? And, you know, I think the the concept of purpose versus why is it, it can be very fuzzy right? Like, are my, is my purpose my children or is my purpose something that is going to inspire my children? Right? Right. And yeah, so my goal is to live a life that teaches my two girls how to be strong, independent women. Um, they're only, they're only ours for a little while in our protected little bubble. And then we've got to set them free and, and hope that we've given them the tools that they need to really thrive and, and succeed. And um, I am the daughter of an extremely strong and powerful and intelligent and generous mom who um, taught me so many important things, including that I need to meditate and chill out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, that compassion thing when I was a teenager, it would get a little, sometimes it would be too much. Um, But I want, you know, nobody's perfect and I'm sure I'm screwing up left and right, but I want my kids to see that demonstrated in action so that they've got some roots to model off of and know that, you know, stuff gets difficult, bad things happen, times get hard, money gets tight, you know, all these things. Um, but you, you know, you can pull yourself together, put on your lipstick and soldier on, you know? <laughs> I love it. You know, I think I love the lipstick part. I, that was my, my grandma said that same thing. If you're having a bad day, just put on some red lipstick. It changes everything, you know? Uh, and I totally believe that. Like the days where I feel kind of slumpy and frumpy, like I'll just go put my lady danger on. And it is like, what a world. Uh, but I think what I, Yes. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, I love that you use the word powerful with your mom. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you why I hear a lot of people wanting to get away from the word power. Like it's like some, it's an, uh, an evil word or it's a, it's too strong or whatever. And I, 
I think it is one of the best words out there. I think power is the ability to affect change. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's like the Webster dictionary definition of it. And I think that especially from her generation, being somebody that led you into this generation as a strong, powerful, tenacious, compassionate, silly woman, <laughs> that says a lot because I think that to define yourself as those three things, to say I'm tenacious, I'm compassionate, and I'm silly, those are all very different words that, that speaks a lot to how you were raised. Like you weren't supposed to just be one thing or the other, that you had this ability to, to kind of reach out. And I'm guessing that your daughters are not only through your leadership, but like seeing that kind of relationship with your mom was just, I can't even, I mean, my mom and her mom had a great relationship, but it wasn't, my, my grandma did not work. She had eight kids. <laughs> she That's worked, worked. <laughs> she That's worked, worked, but not for a freaking paycheck. Right. right. Um, <laughs> and I mean, she later in life, she did, she worked at the hospital and stuff, but I mean, when she was with my mom, she was raising eight kids. Yeah, yeah, that's like a that's like a triple full time job, right? Through um, and through, <laughs> right? I can't like I can't even imagine for sure. Mm -mm. So um, I think that that's uh, that's beautiful. So what do you have t conversations yeah. with your daughters about that? Like, yeah, do they know well, that that's on they, your heart? I don't know that I've ever spelled it out, and maybe that's a really good idea. We do talk a lot, and you know, a lot of it is. Uh, well, they're older now, so they don't have to go dragging around with me as much as, as they used to. But we used to jokingly call summertime was uh, camp lipstick. I mean, camp, I'm reading the camp lipstick, camp real estate. Um, <laughs> and everybody's like, everybody's like, what, what are your kids doing for camp this summer? I'm like, oh, it's camp real estate again. <laughs> and they'd go on appointments with me and stick signs in the ground. And every time still to this day, we'll be driving somewhere and we'll have a detour. And they're like, oh. Mom, where are we going? I'm like, oh, we got to go put a sold sign up or I've got to drop off a contract or whatever. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like, dudes, dudes, you like to eat? You like food on the table? You like, you know, new dance clothes and whatever? Then we're going to go put this sign up and, you know. So uh, they, they've been exposed to a lot of what I do just by nature of that. Um, but, you know, I think I will, I will take your idea and make sure that we have an actual real conversation about it. It's great. Yeah, so you thank know, you. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. Uh, so uh, this kind of leads right into so camp real estate, which is hilarious. Um, so silly, mom. Yeah, they don't uh, think so. <laughs> I would love to get into the soul tank conversation. You know, in yeah. your bio, you shared things that you're passionate about and things that, as like I call it the soul tank, right? Things that fill that soul tank so that we are so ready to go out and serve others with a passionate, joyful soul. Um, what do you do for fun? What well, I, I like fun? to do a lot of different things, but uh, I think probably one of the top ones I put was dance. Um, I grew up as a dancer. I've been dancing since I was two years old. Um, I teach and choreograph dance less now than I used to. Um, when I was young, I used to teach a ton. Um, now I just teach enough to fill my soul tank. Um, it's, you know, I get paid for it. Um, I wouldn't call it, I, I guess it is a side hustle sort of, except for I started that long before I started anything else. Um, but that time in the classroom with the kids is just so magical because, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter what age they are. I, I start working with them when they're around four or five and teach through teenage years. And first of all, they, 
most of them want to be there. It's not like math class. It's not mandatory. So <laughs> they want to be there, right? And they're excited and happy to be there. So their behavior is usually very good. So it makes it easy for me. And they crave to learn more about something that I adore and um, get to impart on them. And I've been doing it for so long that now many of my past students are adults and you know, they're so kind to like reach out to me and say that things that I said or did made an impact on them or a funny story that they still remember some ridiculous, silly thing that I did in class, um, <laughs> which happens all the time. <laughs> they think I'm way funnier than my kids do, though. There's something about that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? It's like other people's husbands are much funnier than ours are sometimes. Maybe it's because like, they think, haven't heard the joke like 40 times. I think already. so. I really do. I think so. And I also think that there's, when we're part of a family unit, for some reason, there's this weird, like what you do represents me when really it doesn't, no. but, but it's like, Oh, I would never do that. Mom, stop it. Oh, all the time. <laughs> and so stop the other it. cool thing about it is that um, my girls are both into dance and theater and we do a summer theater together every year. Um, we just wrapped it up. So they perform in it and I do the choreography and it's exhausting, but it's, exhilarating and it's something that we all three feel very passionately about and get to share together which is I think uh uncommon anyway for sure I think you know one of the things we were talking about in the green room before we started the show was I what I love about dance is that you cannot have your phone in your hand mm -hmm. like you actually get to disconnect from technology while you're doing your craft, while you are dancing, while you're teaching the kids, while you and your daughters are, you don't have your, I mean, we need more of that. Well, and we for need the kids more of the places. too, for the kids, yes. like, so summer theater, our rehearsals would run at the end of the tech week. We'd be there from like five in the evening until 1030 at night. And they're not allowed to have their phones. They have to turn them in at the beginning of rehearsal and then they pick it up at the end. So um, I think that's great that the kids have to be like five hours without their technology and talk to one another and rehearse their lines and, you know, whatever they have, wherever they're supposed to be in the rehearsal space. But even if they have downtime, they have to go occupy themselves some other way. No phone. Yeah. I, I think that's so beautiful. You know, I think what's so interesting. So, so I wasn't blessed with children of my own. I'm the crazy auntie Mame, right? I'm the one that takes the kids to go have pedicures and mom's like, if you don't come get them, I'm locking them in the basement, you know? Love it. Uh, and yep, it's, I love it too. I mean, it's, it's perfect for me as well. And I often find that when I'm with them, when they're with auntie, they're, they're willing to put their phone down, but it's for the parents, it's such a struggle. And so I'm like, well, just, have them hang out with me more. Like I'm okay to have the non-tech time. You know, <laughs> I usually, we, we have kind of rules where it's like they get in the car and we do a selfie, like we're on our way and then we're done. And we might take one or two other photos, but we don't post them while we're out together. And so I think that, you know, finding those people in your kid's world, like a dance instructor or an auntie or a, a grandma or whoever that can say, eh, put that thing down. Like, Let's have some fun. And it's not, again, it's not the, the direct family, not the husband, not the mom, not the sister. Yeah. It's somebody else. Because there, there is the art of conversation is really getting lost. 
Mm. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I understand everybody kind of wants to have their, their, you know, all the feels and yo and YOLO and all that stuff is great. But like, I feel people speak that way now. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we, we've lost, we, we don't say, you know, I love you. It's I L U or we don't say that makes me laugh. It's like, LOL. And right. so, you know, like we don't, the art of using words is kind of getting lost. Yeah. And so. that makes me a little crazy because my degree is actually in English. So <laughs> I actually like the English language and uh, prefer people to use more of their words, not less. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, and using your words is quite fun. You know, uh, it's, I think, well, half the time when we're typing, you know, using our thumbs to have a conversation, we're communicating uh, less of what we're wanting to say because we're trying to keep it short and compact. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's, I love it. I love that dance is that as an, not only an escape and something that you do to fill your soul tank, but yeah. that it's teaching kids, like, look at what you can do when you don't have that phone attached to your arm Absolutely. and you, right. You too, because you're, you're a geek girl, right. As a Twitter queen, I'm sure you like to use your thumbs to say I, some things too. I, I use my phone for, I I'm, overly fond of my iPhone. We'll put it that way. I have a, I have a strange attachment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so dance was the first one and that got yes. the capital D, but you had some other ones in here. Like you love to spend time in your garden, I um, and, which I'd love. I'm, I feel like I'm kind of reaching that point in my life where I want a garden. I don't know if it's like once you're in your forties, you're like, I want to grow my own tomatoes, but <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite thing to grow? Um, I actually do perennial flowers. Um, I have a couple, I have herbs and a few veggies, but it's mostly a, a floral bed. And I've been gardening. My grandfather was a big flower, uh, flower gardener, and he sort of taught me what he knew. It skipped my mom's generation. She's, she's a plant killer. And uh, so I took over. You can't give my mom a plant. It's done. <laughs> um, so I took over like the landscaping at my parents' house when I was a teenager. And then my previous house, I live in a condo now, so my garden's small, but my previous house had um, a one acre front yard of perennials. So, oh, a one acre? A whole acre. That was before I had kids. Wow. It was beautiful, but I don't think I could manage that now. No way. So I'm glad well, I did it when I did. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's seasons, right? There's seasons for everything. And yeah. so I love that. And I flowers... Well, I think it goes along with, with when you are so tenacious and vivacious, having something that slows you down a little bit. I think gardening is meditation. It's very meditative and it's also very instantly gratifying because, you know, if there's weeds, you yank the weeds out and it's instantly better. You don't have to wait, you know, the plants you have to wait for to come and go. And that's kind of the fun of going out every day and checking out what's, what's, you know, what's changed, what's blooming, what's ending and but, you know, keeping it trimmed and watered and the weeds and all of that, it's very, it's very gratifying. Oh, it's so beautiful. Uh, so it says you also love to hike and read and drink wine, yeah. which are three of my favorite things, too. <laughs> we live so far away. I know. I was just thinking that. Wow. And I don't get to Massachusetts very often. But um, what, are you, are, what are you reading right now? I am reading The um, Hangman's Daughter trying to remember who it's by it's on my kindle um and it's it's a it's kind of a dark story obviously you're talking about a, you know an executioner 
but um, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's told about his daughter's experience. And hold on, who's the the hangman's daughter? By Oliver, I don't know, Pots Potsich. Oh, cool. What we can do yeah. is we can we can uh, throw that information yeah. into the so comments later. I just started it. That's a new one. But I'm I always have I have Kindle Unlimited because I always have need a book at hand. Yeah, I actually when I published my first book, the first edition of the Fire Up book, uh, the editor I was working with was like, "Don't do that. Don't do the unlimited." And I'm like, "Are you kidding? Like those are the bookworms. Yeah. Like I I want them to read it because they share what they're reading. <laughs> like I and I'm one. I love it. I'm like, ooh, yeah. I hope it's on unlimited. You know, it took uh, me so a while to get used to not holding a book. But yes. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, there's certain books where I do still get the, the physical book because it's more, I use it more like a workbook, mm -hmm. right? I want to highlight things and, you know, just ear, earmark the pages and things like that. But most of the time, especially with fiction, it's like I'm reading it and it's done. Right. It's, yeah. I'm not, I usually don't go back to the fiction stuff. Right. Yeah, uh, so. We're in, in the power women uh, book club. We're actually just starting a new book called leading gracefully started reading the first chapter uh, over the weekend. And I was like, oh, this is going to, I mean, I, I have a love hate with talking about women about leadership and how we should change what we're doing, but I'm excited to read this woman's point of view. And especially after finding out that fellow power woman, Kendall Young lives next door to the author. Like how huh? crazy random is that? So um, I love the, I love the title leading gracefully. I think, you know, we have so much so much more to offer when we come from a place of grace as opposed to, you know, like, so um, I love that. I yeah, love that. I love it. Sure. Um, how about your favorite that wine? Are you a red or a white or a bubbly? Uh, wine. I drink um, rosé. I love rosé in the summer. Yay. Rosé, yeah. rosé all day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then usually a, a Pinot Noir would be my go-to red. Ooh, yes. Well, I, I'm in the Pac Northwest, so we love our Pinots here, uh -huh. uh, especially, of course, out in the Willamette Valley down in Oregon. So maybe you need to come this way and we can yeah. do some wine tasting. That sounds lovely. That would be fun. I would never, <laughs> say, no, I would never say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> so how about your superpower? How about, what's, what's your superpower? So it's kind of goofy, but I guess that's me too, is that I can get more done in one day than most people do in several. And mm. I'm not quite sure. I mean, I do know how I do it. You know, it's a lot of time blocking. I'm really good at just drilling out distractions and finishing. I try not to multitask too much. I mean, there's no yeah. way around it in this business to completely but I am a go to the office girl. I don't work from home very much. I, I can and I do, but I prefer to go to the office. And um, I have a, my desk is in the corner where nobody can really even see me, door closed. And I just hunker down and, and work. And it's funny because yeah. I'll come out for water or use the bathroom or whatever. And people will be like, oh, you're, you're here? We didn't even know you were in there. <laughs> I love working. I'm not having chitty chat time. I'm working. Um, a lot of time blocking and my iPhone saves my butt because especially running the girls around as much as I have to, I can get so much done with Dropbox and DocuSign and things that used to take me 
zillions of hours. And I've, so now I've got myself systematized with everything on the cloud and apps and I can run my whole business from my iPhone. It's not, you know, I don't prefer it, but if I have to, and there's often times that I do have to, um, I can get it all done. So, you know, people be like, I don't know how you, how you manage that you're running all over the place and you're taking the girls to their lessons and you're this and you're, and you're still a top producer. I'm like, You know, I think that if I could use one word, then your superpower is focus. Focus. Yeah. You know, I think that so many, it's hard to focus on things, you know, like you're saying time blocking that that's, I mean, you're productive, but I think that comes from the, your ability to focus and just, just what you said about like going to the office and closing the door and people going, Oh, you're here. Like you've missed out on 10 conversations. And you're like, yeah, that's not why I'm here. Like Friday happy hour. Sure. But uh, that's also a, a really interesting, that's a strength. I think for, to be able to just say, I'm, I'm going to sure. I'm going to FOMO. I'm going to be fearful of what I'm going to miss out, but I don't care. Cause I'm going to get stuff done. Yep. And, and so that's good. I like, I'm like that with the phone F. calls too. Like yeah. I just, I don't just automatically answer my phone. And, you know, some people in this day and age, everybody expects you to just pick up when they ring. But my dad was the one who taught me that the phone is for your convenience, not the other way around. It's your phone, not their phone. Yes. And so, you know, I'll see who's calling. If if I'm working with somebody, everybody goes into call, has caller ID. And if if I'm working on something and I know that it's important, like has to be done right now, I'll pick up. But otherwise, most of them go to voicemail until I finish what I'm working on. And then I pick up the messages and return the calls, you know, so that I'm not just constantly stopping and starting and stopping and starting. It makes me nuts. Right. I love it. Okay. How about your favorite mentoring topic? What's the one thing that if you could teach people every day that you could mentor them on, what is it? Um, I guess it's technology and specifically what I like to help people with is systems using, using technology to create systems. Um, you know, I started messing around with uh, social media and the internet stuff when it was brand new. And I copied people and emulated people from all over the world. You know, I went on Twitter first and said, okay, who looks like they're smart and is doing something cool? Let me try what they're doing. And like spaghetti on the wall, you know, and then I think around 2007 or eight, I then took everything down and said, okay, what works? What didn't work? Retooled everything came up with a plan and a system. And now as new technologies and apps and whatnot come along the way, I'm, I'm adding to it all the time. I'm trying cool. to learn even better ways of, of setting up my system so that I can streamline and work as well as I want to. So yeah, so tech, you know, technology systems, I guess. I think that's awesome. And as we mentioned earlier, you were one of the original founders of Twitter Queens. Yeah. Which is so awesome. Now, do you gals still get together? Like when you go to conferences, do you get together Sometimes and take a photo? I see, or? I see Diane uh, Garcia. We actually live about two hours away from each other. So I'll see her sometimes. But um, the ones that I've seen most often are my Florida realtor friends, because when the um, National Association of Realtors does the conference. We all share a condo down there. So, oh, perfect! Um, That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, but I've stayed in contact with lots of people, and um, uh, the I'm not on Twitter much anymore. But the relationships and the people that I met during that time on Twitter, when it was still just so new, 
um, cannot be replaced. It was just honestly, those first years on Twitter were the best gift that the internet ever gave me. Mm-hmm. I met my boyfriend on Twitter, but <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! yeah. And we met, I met him on Twitter and then we met face to face for the first time at a pod camp. So we're both nerds. Um, that but- is awesome. <laughs> We, we, we respected the geek in each other. Um, but, uh, I do keep up with a lot of them. And again, like I said, those, those people, those relationships that I fostered, they're just some of the tightest ones. And I've met a lot of them in person over the years, not as many as I would like to, but, um, and it's never a first meeting, you know, it's the cool, I remember going to Florida association of realtors to speak years back. Uh, Debbie Kirkland asked me to go down. And I had never met her before, but she arranged for me to speak and present down there. And I walked into the hotel lobby and there she is. And the two of us running across the, the lobby, screaming like a couple of schoolgirls. Oh, my God. You know, and so it yeah. was like it was like sisters, like we knew each other our whole lives. And I'm sure you've that. had that experience. Oh, my gosh. I'm just like my mind is going. Yes, yes, I totally get it. Yeah. I love you know, that's where I met. Katie Lance online. I met Rebecca Radice. We're actually working on huge projects together. And it was just, you know, the watching what was happening. Cause that, you know, it was the same, the same time. So many beautiful, that's where I met Kelly. My gosh, we, we did the whole woman on wine TV because yep. it was birthed from connecting on, on Twitter. Yep. It's so awesome. I absolutely love it. And I totally agree. You don't have to go anywhere alone anymore. I mean, you can find somebody and create relationship on Twitter. And if you're somebody that loves to travel, you can find friends who are on Twitter that you can meet up. And I do love that, that joyfulness of seeing that person across the room and going, oh, there she is. Yes. You know, it's so, that is so much fun. I love yeah. it. That's why it's important to have a current profile photo, ladies. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to see you. We want to recognize you. We want to have the schoolgirl scream moment. I love that. That's so much fun. Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay. So how about your one fun social media tip? So you love social media and you want to teach it. What's a fun tip? I don't think um, people are utilizing video still as much as they could. You are obviously utilizing it right. We are right now. Um, but I think uh, people are still a little afraid to get in front of the camera. Sometimes they're worried about what they might say, if they're going to make a mistake and you know, yeah. How, if it's not going to look professional, you know, <laughs> and I think it doesn't matter. I think what video does for you reaching out to your network, whether you're a realtor or whatever your business might be, if you, if you need to network with people, um, video gives them a, a window, a little meet pre-greet um, of who you are and what you're like. And I've had so many people, I do YouTube advertising, and I've had so many people come up to me at the grocery store, hey, you're that real estate lady. You know, my, my, kids, my kids will tell me that their kids at school, because, you know, they don't watch TV anymore, they watch YouTube, right? So mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, your mom came up on my YouTube again last night. She was selling a house, you know, it's just. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's great. <laughs> so, you know, even I don't do as much video as I should because you, you get into your rat race and forget. But I, 
I try to do Facebook lives at like my open houses and sometimes just at my desk. If there's a thought that I had, I might go live and just, even if nobody comes on it when it's live, just having that video out there, people look at it eventually. And, you know, it's, if they don't know me, they're going to know me a little better. And the thing that I really love about video is that I am, I am a very authentic person. This is me. I'm not filtering. Well, I'm not using cuss words. That's the filter you get. But besides (laughs) besides that, this is how I am all the time. And that's what video does is like, if you're watching a video of me and I'm irritating the crap out of you, then you're not going to hire me. And that's okay because we wouldn't have been a good match. But if you're watching the video and you're thinking, oh, I love her spunky attitude and she's a go-getter or whatever I hope you might think, um, you know, those people, when they call me, they're already invested because they're like, oh, we like her. We're going to give her a call and see if she can sell our house. And it's less of an interview then because they've sort of already pre-interviewed you. Yeah. So two so. things I think are golden that you said. One is like it, just because you're doing a live doesn't mean people need to watch it when they're when you're live. So don't pay attention to the little eyeball that tells you how many people are watching. Like get over that. Like it, it's it in per- perpetuity. It will be on your profile. So just do it. And then also the authenticity element, just being who you are, being your sass. Uh, I I do appreciate the filter of the swear words, especially in video. It's like I would say, I can totally <laughs> swear it. like a sailor in person, but I don't do it on record. No. Like. I don't do it with clients, in other I words. I'm not I don't drop type them. I don't video them. Yeah. You know, that's and what that happens works. after I've had my glass of wine. Then <laughs> it starts to get loose. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think that that's real, right? Uh, but I do think that I've got lots of girlfriends who swear like sailors all day long. And if the, if a client were to not know that about them and be offended by it, it that's, that is a waste of time. Yeah. Right. Because they're certainly not going to change their language. <laughs> like yeah. it's embedded in who they are. So I love that. I love that. Um, so I just to honor time here, I do have one last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everybody who's watching live. Great. Everybody who's watching this later. I think that you'll appreciate this. Uh, I would love to know if there has been a story or a post on the group that has inspired you to make a change, to ask for a raise, to fire a client, to do something that at the, on the other side of it, you were like, thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad I just did that. <laughs> you know, there's, there are so many posts in there that inspire me all the time. And I really think that um, the women that, that uh, do post and are open and sharing should know that it really impacts those of us that maybe are more, I, I wouldn't call myself a lurker. I post and share just not a lot, but um, you know, people are reading it and those things are resonating with so many of us, even if they're not responding or talking back about it. Um, the most recent one actually was just yesterday um, when Veronica Figueroa shared about her uh, weight loss journey. And I actually reached out to her privately and we had a little side chat and she's just very, I don't know her personally. I just know her from this, you know, the space. Um, So gracious, so very generous and, and sweet. Um, And it resonated because um, I I don't have as much of a weight gain issue as she does, but the, the situation was very the same. And uh, it's only yesterday, so I haven't had time to, like, actually do anything about it. But um, just talking with her and knowing that she overcame that 
um, has re-energized me and motivated me to, to get back on self-care, like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. and taking better care of my exercise mainly. I eat pretty well to begin with, but um, you know, exercise more, drink less, sleep more, and just try to get my... For me, I think it's like probably stress-induced cortisol levels mm-hmm. are screwed up or yeah. you know, might be... My thyroid runs a little wonky. I got to go. I'm going to, that's one of the things on the list to go get rechecked. Um, but just, you know, slap on my running shoes and get out there a few times a week and be more proactive about taking care of me instead of just being the one that's taking care of everybody else. So I love that. So yeah, Veronica, so, did you hear that? You helped somebody. Woo-hoo, thank you for yeah, sharing. Just yesterday. <laughs> I so, love that. But so those of you guys that lurk, if you're listening, Get in there and share. I've shared a couple of, of personal things. People are very respectful of the privacy of the group. People are extremely empathetic and kind and generous. I've had people who I only know in passing say the kindest things to me on threads that just make, you know, that's probably been more of an impact to me overall are the things that people have lifted me up with. And they don't have to do that. They're not my sister. They're not my best friend here in in Westfield. Half of them don't even know me except for in passing. And for them to take the time to type out a few words to to lift my soul when I'm feeling heavy, it's just, uh, it's very moving. Yeah, you know, I I agree. And thank you for saying that. You know, one of the mission for the group was to really create a sacred space where we can do those things for each other. And it's so interesting. Susan, one of the other gals on the group, she messaged me a couple of days ago and she was like, I know this is a a commercial to buy something, but I just saw this bracelet and it totally reminded me. Now, I don't know Susan personally. I don't know her in real life. I only know her on social media. And I was like, you are going to freak out when I tell you I own that bracelet. And it's like my Wonder Woman gauntlet bracelet that I wore when I did my talk at disconnect. And it's like, and so she was like, I can't, you know, what's so wild is to know people you've never met mm-hmm. on such a level where you could pick out a piece of jewelry or you see a meme or a quote and you're like, Oh my gosh, Leslie would love that. And I do that all the time. Yeah. I have, I have social media friends that I, I'll see something and I'll put it on their wall and you know, how, how do I know that, you know, Lonnie Rosales loves cats or, you know, it's just, (laughs) how can you not know that Lonnie loves cats? (laughs) (laughs) Right. If you're connected to her, but I think that's so powerful. I love it. Oh, Leslie, I feel like we could talk forever and ever and ever. I've so enjoyed this chat. Is there any last minute, something that you want to share a little piece of advice or something that's just on your heart after our chat today that you want to speak into the gals? Um, I think, you know, it's it's not always uh, PC to say, but I think having your female tribe is so important. Um, I love my guys in my life. There's nothing wrong with good men, um, but they don't always know how to support us or appreciate or advise us, especially the advice part. Sometimes I think they don't mean to be man speaking, but they do. Um, and <laughs> So I think, you know, within this lovely group that you've created, um, within our smaller personal social spheres, um, I know that my best friends and I just lost a very dear friend and we've decided that we haven't been spending enough time together. 
And mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, spend time together, whether it's in the power group, whether it's your one-on-one friends, but, you know, make, make time for your sisters. Yes, I love that. So beautiful. Well, ladies, everybody who joined us live, thank you so much. I have tried to share all of your little tips and comments along the way so that people can see them as part of the the recording later for sure. Um, If you know a gal in the group that should be on the schedule, make sure you give her a poke. Sometimes all we need as women is someone to ask us to participate and just give them a little poke. I'm actually going to be launching the podcast of the talk that I gave at Disconnect about trust and building a bridge over the gender gap together. Good. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to pop over on my personal Facebook profile today and kind of do a little, Hey, this is out there. Um, And that's one of the things that I talk about is just tell your sister, Hey, get out there, girl, share your story. Because you can see by the comments that we're seeing on the side. Wow. Like your, you have affected the women who are watching this today, Leslie. And so I thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking time, for being brave and bold and, and, and open and vulnerable and sharing your story. So thank you so very much. I truly appreciate it. And I look forward to getting into the comments and, and uh, connecting with the gals who left. Me too. Little, little notes. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Right. This was a blast. Yes. See you. As always. Thanks for joining me today. Until next time, remember to look for and embrace those fire up opportunities to engage, elevate, and empower your world. For more information on the topic today, or to connect with me about working together at your next event, retreat, or conference, visit DebraTraven.com and click connect on the menu. Talk with you soon. 